Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the On My Mind podcast. We are here for episode three. I hope you're having a good day, a great week, whatever mood you're in right now, good or bad. I am almost positive that this episode is going to make your day better. I say this because today I am reading and reacting to your juicy confessions. There's something so satisfying about hearing people's secrets, whether they're a stranger's secrets or someone you actually know. So don't lie. I know you all like to hear the tea as they say it. I think it all stems from human curiosity about other people's lives. And so today we're going to tickle that part in our brains that thrives off of hearing people's confidential information. I think what's even better is that since all of this is going to be anonymous, we will have no idea whose secrets these are, but that kind of makes it fun. Growing up and even now, I've always been someone that people come to to vent or spill the beans to. And I think it's because honestly, no matter what anyone tells me, there's no judgment. So people close to me and even people I've just met tend to feel this level of comfort, which results in them telling me their classified info. On the other hand, I've also been on the opposite side of that and sometimes just get the vibe that I can trust someone. And so if I'm feeling comfortable, you better believe that I've told way too much to people I've just met. Do I end up regretting that after the fact? Sometimes yes, but you know what? We all have our secrets. Anyway, all of your confessions that I'm going to be reading are safe with me, and I know all of you listening will not judge either. Let's jump into a little bit of a life update first. I've been in one of those moods where nothing is particularly wrong, but also nothing is right. I've kind of just felt off. I think that stems from me not being in my normal routines lately, and since I'm someone who thrives with that kind of structure, I felt a little bit out of sorts but I'm working on getting my life back together. The funny thing about that though, is that every time you think you have it together, it falls apart. So then you have to get it back together only to repeat the same cycle. But I think that's just life. And proof of me doing this is me literally having countless getting my life back together vlogs on YouTube. I have done so many videos like that and I'm probably going to do many of those in the future. So you know what? Our shit always can't be together. Our lives aren't always gonna feel like it's put together, but that's okay. Other than that, today I was sobbing, sobbing in the car, listening to Chikakita by ABBA, ABBA? I don't know if you say it like ABBA or ABBA, but if you haven't heard that song, please go listen to it. The last 45 seconds of that song, Itch, the most emotional part of my brain that I was aggressively sobbing in the car listening to this. And interestingly enough, it's on my feel good playlist because it produces so much serotonin in my brain just listening to it. It always puts me in such a good mood. I have a few songs that have this effect on me where I get so overwhelmingly happy listening to it that all my emotions come to the surface and show in all different kinds of ways. And today that way was me crying. I think my body needed to cry. It's been a while. I'm honestly, I think that's a record. I can't even remember the last time I cried. I feel like I routinely need to have a good cry, even if I don't know where it's coming from. So that's what happened today. I've also just had to stop myself from purchasing a keyboard piano online just so that I can learn how to play the last 45 seconds of that Chikikita song. By all means, please pause the podcast, search up that song, go to the last 45, 50 seconds, and oh oh my gosh I, I i wish i could play it for you right now but then again no i don't because one i don't want to get copyrighted and two i will start crying again 
It was also a really popular TikTok sound at one point, and it it is just so good. So who knows? I might still buy this keyboard piano on a whim, but right now it's just rotting in my shopping cart, and it will stay there until I make a decision. On another note, I've been on a little bit of a social media break, specifically Instagram, which I feel like I do every once in a while just because it feels so nice to have days without the incessant scrolling, worrying about making content out of every possible thing. Obviously, it is my job and I love making content, but I've just felt a little overwhelmed and burnt out by that lately. So it's been a good three-day break. I actually used to do this every single Sunday where I wouldn't have a social media Sunday, if that makes sense. So the whole day was basically spent off of my phone, no scrolling, and it was so nice. I really valued those Sundays so much. I would just post a YouTube video because I post every Sunday, but that was about it. I haven't done that in a while though, because I've kind of been off of the routine of that. So this little break that I've taken the last few days was much needed. If you have any urge to take a little bit of a social media pause, definitely, definitely do it. Okay, let's hop into today's episode. I've got to give a big shout out to the What We Said podcast for inspiring this. I have always loved their confession episodes. So I definitely owe it to Chelsea and JC for influencing this type of episode. They were just always so entertaining and it was my dream to do this myself one day. So here we are. If you want to participate in the future, definitely follow my mind pod on Instagram and also let me know if you like this episode so I know if we should do it again. I just logged into the podcast email and there are 94 confessions waiting to be read. We'll see how many we get through in this episode. I feel like it'd only be fitting to start off with the first confession that was sent, the trooper who led it all. Hi, Ava. So I have been thinking about breaking up with my boyfriend for the last week because I suddenly lost feelings. I feel so bad, but I don't want to end things because it would complicate so many things and I still care about him and I'm not completely sure if it's the right choice to make. Anyways, love you and I'm enjoying the podcast so much. Ooh, there's a bit to unpack there. First of all, thank you for listening to the podcast. It makes me so happy that you like it. Second of all, I want to let you know that you are not alone in these feelings. I know any time you go through relationship struggles, it feels like you're the only one who feels like that because hardly ever do people open up about the things that are going quote unquote wrong in the relationship. Especially on social media, you typically only hear all the good parts. That can be a really isolating feeling in itself because you're like, okay, am I the only one who's ever felt like this? And I'm here to tell you that no, you are not. I know this is not an advice episode, but I feel the urge to give maybe some unsolicited advice here. Obviously, I can't give super direct and personal advice because I don't know the scope of your relationship. I don't know what your relationship really looks like or how long you've been together. But I do want to say this. It is normal to feel like you lost feelings when you're out of the honeymoon stage. 99.999% of the time, those feelings you feel for someone in the, they call it the honeymoon stage, it's when you first start dating, those don't last forever. And you expect it to because you're like, I'm so obsessed with this person, I love them so much. And of course, in the beginning of a relationship, you're gonna feel like that because it's new and it's exciting. But what people don't warn you about is after the honeymoon stage is over. And honeymoon stages can last anywhere from a month, maybe even a year. I feel like I kind of fell out of my honeymoon stage maybe eight or nine months into dating my boyfriend. And once that honeymoon stage kind of goes away, you're left with this feeling of, why do I feel like I suddenly lost feelings for them? And that can be really confusing. To this person who sent in this confession, it's one thing if you're in not so good of a relationship and you feel like it's not healthy or 
good for you, that's one thing. It's another to feel like you love this person, but you feel like you lost feelings for them, but you still love them. I have gone through this exact situation and the main issue was that we had both kind of gone on autopilot with our relationship because we were so comfortable with each other already. We were past the honeymoon stage and so in a weird way, it felt like neither of us had to put any effort into it. But when you don't put any effort into a relationship, you'll feel like things are starting to plateau. And that's when you start to get confused. Like, oh, should I stay with this person? I'm not even that in love with them anymore. I don't know if I feel these fireworks feelings. If you're constantly chasing that honeymoon phase feeling of being absolutely apeshit obsessed with your partner, you feel fireworks with them, you're so in love that the world just feels like such a great and happy place. You'll always get to the part in a relationship where kind of the real relationship starts to happen and then you'll be like, why don't I feel like this anymore? So then you feel like you need to break up with them and restart the cycle with someone new to make things exciting again. Like I said, I don't know if that's your specific situation, but I think so many people are constantly chasing that feeling of excitement but a lot of people don't get past the honeymoon stage where the real work in a relationship comes in. When you put in that work into a relationship, it is so rewarding. So I don't know exactly how you're feeling when you say you suddenly lost feelings, but I'm pretty sure I've felt what you're kind of feeling right now. If you truly love your partner, you feel like you could have a good future together, but the only thing stopping you is that you feel like you've lost feelings, I definitely think you should sit down with your boyfriend and have an honest chat about re-putting in that effort. Maybe that's planning weekly dates again or having things to look forward to together. Even relearning or learning more about your partner because even three years in, for me, I'm three years into this relationship, I learn new things about my boyfriend every single day. There's honestly so much beauty in a relationship after you get past that honeymoon phase. I hope everything goes well. Honestly, I know people always give the advice, listen to your heart, but... I don't know. My heart has led me some not so good places, so I don't really know about that. Do what's right for you. If you feel like this relationship isn't for you anymore and you don't feel that connection with your partner, I totally understand wanting to break up with them, but also if they are genuinely your best friend, you love them, you just don't feel those crazy in love feelings anymore, I feel like that's definitely something you can bounce back from and work on. That was way too long. I'm so sorry. Moving on to the next confession. Hey, Ava, my confession is that when I was about nine years old, we had show and tell in school. I didn't bring anything and my friend Peter brought a really cute, fluffy chick stuffed animal. I saw on the side and I shoved it into my bag and was hoping I'd get away with it. Later on, he was crying, saying I can't find it anywhere, and I opened my bag and said that I brought the same one. What a coincidence. And I did my whole show and tell about this stolen yellow chick and everyone bought it, so I took the chick home and I've had it ever since, and Peter still doesn't know to this day I'm not a bad person. No! not Peter's fluffy chick stuffed animal. This poor kid, you've probably traumatized him. <laughs> Peter definitely forgot about this whole situation, but every time you see this stuffed animal in your room, you think about it. That is very interesting. We love a nine-year-old thief for show and tell. <laughs> in all honesty, I think it'd be one of the funniest things for you to reach out to him on Instagram if you can find him and tell him the story. And maybe you should mail it back. <laughs> Hey Ava, I have this tendency of not telling the difference if I actually like someone or if I just like the attention that I'm given. I've talked to a couple of people throughout high school, currently talking to one now, and I enjoy talking to them, but it's difficult for me to differentiate whether feelings are there or not. This might just be the Leo in me or something. You know what? I was like that too. I loved, oh my gosh, I loved attention when I was talking to people. I loved feeling validated through them in a way and 
important? Well, honestly, as long as it doesn't escalate to the point where you're in a full-on relationship and you don't even like them, I feel like it's fine. I know you're not asking for my advice on this situation, but if you are, this could be fine and harmless or it could be very bad. It depends. If the person you're talking to, whom you don't even like that much, you just like the attention, is obsessed with you and falls deeply in love with you, then you will have something to worry about. But if it's kind of like a mutual thing and it's just casual, maybe it's fine. I don't know. Interesting sitch there, girl. My confession is short and dumb, to be honest, but I think it's funny and I've never really told anyone. Growing up in elementary school through high school, when I was bored in class, I would go around and rate everyone's outfit in my class on a scale of 1 to 10. This probably sounds really mean and judgmental, but it was honestly fun. I wonder if anyone else does this or it's just me. Maybe not surprising now that I'm going into fashion photography. Also, such a fan of yours, Ava. Much love. Oh my gosh. Sometimes judgmental can just be neutral. I think as humans, We naturally look at other people. It's one thing if you're telling people mean things to their face and like saying mean things about them, but I feel like that's pretty normal. At the beginning of the year, I broke up with my now ex-boyfriend. Obviously, I was really upset, but then in March, I met this guy who came like a bolt from blue. What? Have I never heard this term? But then in March, I met this guy who came like a bolt from the blue in my life. We became really good friends, but then I realized I had a crush on him. We're now dating and I don't know if I should feel guilty or not. Do I have the right to be happy already? Should I feel bad? Honestly, no, you do not have to feel bad. I feel like you are just going through the phases of life. You're in a new phase now and everyone deserves to move on at some point. Some people move on sooner than others. Some people take years. Everyone's different. I think you're, you're okay. If you're happy, be happy. Hey Ava, this confession is short but weird and I've never told anyone because I feel like they'd look at me differently. I have a slight obsession with popping pimples. I'm super fascinated by Dr. Pimple Popper and am always watching videos on YouTube of people popping blackheads and pimples. Honestly, I feel like you're not alone there. I feel like many people are oddly into those videos because they're very satisfying. Sometimes they freak me out personally. Other times, It's very satisfying, so I get it. I recently found pimple-popping toys that simulate the actual experience so I don't have to do it on my own face. I enjoy it more than anything, and it's so satisfying. Sorry if this is weird. I have seen these devices on TikTok from time to time. Sometimes I'm like, ooh, that looks fun, and other times I'm like grossed out by it, but girl, there's no judgment here. I can see the appeal to why it would be satisfying, but they literally make different shapes, noses, fake patches of rubber skin. There's like fake stuff in there that you squeeze out. I I don't know. If you're into that, maybe instead of doing it on your own face, that could be, I don't know, like a little alternative because we all know popping pimples is not good for you. And speaking of skin, it's the perfect time to talk about Curology. If you don't know, Curology is game-changing custom skincare made for you by a dermatology provider. They'll create a custom prescription cream for your specific goals, whether that's tackling acne, clogged pores, skin texture, dark spots, fine lines, or something else. I remember hearing about them a few years ago when my favorite YouTubers were talking about them, so I tried it for myself, and now I have personal testimony to Curology. I've definitely struggled with teenage acne, which is now adult acne, and when I used Curology, it felt so good to feel confident in my skin again. The process with Curology was very easy, and I loved how there was so much less stress to get good skincare because I think we all know what it's like to be overwhelmed in the skincare aisle at stores. Thankfully, Curology has the convenience of having the right products for you all in your box. And in that box, you'll get a cleanser, moisturizer, and a custom formula made for your needs and goals. Currently, I'm also obsessed with their Acne Body Wash, which 
I use every day in the shower as it helps prevent body acne and that's something I struggle with. So that has been such a staple for me in my shower routine. So basically you start by taking a short online skin quiz and uploading photos and if it's a good fit, they will ship you your formula right to your door. And it also even has your name on it, which I love. So you can get started with Curology just like I did with a free 30-day trial at curology.com mind. Just pay $5 for shipping and handling. You'll be supporting not only this podcast, but also, most importantly, your skin. That's C-U-R-O-L-O-G-Y dot com slash mind to start your free 30-day trial. Cancel anytime, prescription subject to consultation. Definitely check it out. Hello, Ava. I have yet to share this confession with someone, so I'm a literal nervous wreck, but here it goes. I have been friends with my best friend since sixth grade. We have always been by each other's side. However, during our sophomore year of high school, she got into the party scene. I wasn't about that life and it made me so mad that she was. I know I should have handled this better, but it's too late now. I'm a freshman in college. No one knows what I did, not even her. So one of her friends posted a picture of them drinking and I screenshotted the picture and sent it to the principal. Oh, she got a six-week suspension from volleyball, her favorite sport. At the time, I did feel horrible, but she stopped partying and spent more time with me, so I was happy. To this day, I can't decide if it was a good choice or not. It taught her a lesson, but I also ruined her life for a little bit. If I would tell her this today, I'm not sure she would ever talk to me again. Thanks for listening. (gasps) Oh, no. There's so much to unpack here. Oh, my gosh. I cannot imagine being the girl whose life was ruined. (gasps) That's crazy. Okay, you know what? I'm trying to put myself in both people's situations before. I've definitely been the friend who had someone very close to me in my life turn to the party scene when I was not in that scene. And so I felt really disconnected from them, but I never (laughs) would have snitched. (gasps) Oh my gosh. I don't know. I, we definitely mess up as teenagers and do shady things sometimes because I was definitely a little bit shady. I just don't know if it's good that you're keeping this secret from her and you're still friends to this day because that's a big secret, but also obviously you're not going to tell her. Well, this was definitely a confession. Thank you for being honest. I think for future reference and to anyone out there listening, your friends will go through different phases than you and your phases in life might not match up at the same time. You might have a super close friend that you're on the same page with now, but then say in a year, she goes off to college and she's become a different person. That is totally normal. People change. Try not to get too angry. Okay, so I have a crush on one of my best friends and she is constantly daring me to do stupid crap. A couple weeks ago, we were walking in the hallway at school alone and she dared me to go stand in a trash can in the hallway. You're probably thinking, okay, it's just a trash can. No big deal. Wrong. Big deal. I made a complete fool of myself. I was determined to prove a point that I was not a chicken, so I climbed into the trash can with one foot first. I was going to put my other foot in when the trash can started rolling. I had completely disregarded the fact that it had wheels (gasps) and it slipped out from underneath me. So I fell on my side, my hydro flask went flying, and my best friend started laughing her ass off. Anyway, she went to help me up and oh my god, (gasps) I thought it was attractive. The bar is on the floor at this point. So that's my confession. I like my friend and she doesn't know. And when she made the gesture of being a decent human being, I literally thought it was the most attractive thing ever. Hope you enjoyed. (sighs) I did enjoy. This confession did not go in the way that I was expecting it to. I thought the whole confession was going to be about you standing in a trash can falling over. Clearly, the story took a little bit of a turn, but I did enjoy reading that. What a surprise. I don't know if these feelings are a surprise to you. 
if they are, that must have been such a crazy moment for you to be like, oh shit, I have feelings. I really love your podcast and I can't wait for more episodes. I'm listening from Greece. My confession is that I get really anxious about dating someone and the worst thing for me is that I don't have much dating experience. I sometimes compare myself to others. I know comparing is bad and I often fantasize about how I could be in a relationship, but when I get a crush, I get so insecure about myself and it's hard to even make a move on someone I like. The worst thing is I feel like I'm sabotaging myself. Do you have any dating tips and can you give me any advice on how to relax and not obsess so much about how perfect I have to be for someone to like slash love me? Honestly, my biggest advice for this is that the right person will love you for who you are and there's no point in putting on a facade like you are perfect because once you get into a relationship, there's really no hiding at a certain point. I think instead of pretending to be someone you're not, let someone love you for who you actually are. And then you'll have found a person who genuinely loves you for you and doesn't love you for like the act that you're putting on, if that makes sense. I've dealt with this too, where I try to be perfect for people, but then I realize that I'm actually sabotaging myself by doing that because they're not even getting to know the real me and just know that the real you is worth knowing. So you don't have to pretend to be perfect because no one's perfect and the right person should love you exactly how you are. Hi Ava, so I have been struggling with an eating disorder for about five years now and I finally feel like I'm recovering my mind and body properly. I'm not quite there yet, but I'm so close I can feel it. That is my confession. I just hope someone out there is proud of me because no one knows how much I'm trying to get better. Love you and your podcast. Thank you for being my comfort YouTuber and my biggest inspiration. That is the sweetest thing ever. And also, I am proud of you. I think everyone listening to this podcast is proud of you. I hope you're proud of yourself because that's who you should be making proud most importantly. But you have the support of all the On My Mind podcast listeners. We are rooting for you. Keep going. I am so proud of you that you're making progress. And I hope you're doing well. You're amazing. I have to preface this next one. The subject of the email is titled Insane, Crazy, Illegal, Amazing Confession. Let's read. Hi, Ava. Hope you're doing amazing. Well, it's not as insane as the title, but you know, might as well tell it. When I was a kid, like five to 10, I would steal literally everything. Sorry, I'm like cracking my knuckles. Hold on. When I was a kid, like five to 10, I would literally steal everything. I would take little Barbie doll accessories from Justice or Walmart or Target and put them on my own dolls. Oh no. I would also steal from my family friends' houses if they had something tiny and cute. I was literally obsessed with tiny cute things. Okay, I hope you never stole any tiny cute babies. Anyways, you can imagine the things I stole for me and my Barbies. The most embarrassing thing was that after years of becoming a master of theft, I became guilty, like a kid does, and made a whole bag of the things I stole and gave them to my mom without any explanation. That was the end of that. P.S. I was just in Oahu, Hawaii and bought that guava jam you said that was good and I'm so in love with it. It's become my favorite jam. <gasps> I'm like, did you? Did you steal the jam? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That is so crazy. I feel like I've heard so many stories of kids being literal thieves without understanding what they're actually doing. But I think the person who wrote this in <laughs> knew what they were doing. And it's kind of funny that you started to feel guilty and then gave them to your mom in a bag. That is insane. I would die to see how many things were in that bag. Oh my goodness. Well, at least you grew out of it. And at least you know your conscience is in the right place. 
because that's why you felt guilty. Hi, Ava. So here's my confession. This past January, I moved abroad to study with a friend who's a guy. We moved into the same flat as well, so we lived together. At first, everything was perfectly fine, but then I found out he was expecting me to cook for him at all times, do grocery shopping, and help him with his laundry. I don't even need to keep reading this. Immediately, absolutely not. Okay, let's continue. Apparently, back at home, his mother never taught him how to do anything, so now he's expecting me to do everything his mom did for him. On top of all that, I found out from mutual friends that he has a big crush on me and is kind of treating me like I'm his girlfriend who takes care of him. I've confronted him about all of this, and he got very offended when I tried to explain that I don't exist just to take care of him and that he needs to learn how to do things on his own. <gasps> Honestly you're a queen for that i feel so guilty all the time about just taking care of myself so i've resorted to just avoiding him whenever he's in a shared room i stay in mine and i tell him i can't hang out because he just makes me uncomfortable now does that make me a bitch probably i just can't stand him anymore and we probably have two and a half months to go out here i hope you somehow enjoyed my confession some advice would be nice too first of all you are at no fault for telling him that you are not his mother I'm so sorry, but it's not your job to take care of him, even if you were his girlfriend. I feel like so many guys, once they move in with their girlfriend, expects the girlfriend to do things that his mom used to do for him. Like, I am so sorry. You are not my child. Honestly, I feel like you should keep doing what you're doing and not succumb to his persistence on wanting you to do things for him because that just contributes to a lot of toxicity, especially for guys who think that girls should be the ones taking care of them because absolutely not. So keep taking care of yourself. I hope that these next two and a half months go by quickly for you. I don't know if it would be easy for you to get out of this situation and move into a new flat, but definitely do not, do not fall for his screaming, crying begs no feelings are being spared for this man moving on sometimes i think i'm a good person but then i have terrible thoughts in my head about myself and other people i don't know if this is juicy or what you're looking for but this is my confession honestly i feel like this is intrusive thoughts at their finest it's okay to have bad thoughts in your head i think it's really normal to but you're not acting on them. It would be one thing if you were actually acting on these thoughts in your head. I honestly don't know if there's a trick to stop these intrusive type thoughts. I don't really have the answer for that, but just know that you're not a bad person. You're not acting on these and they're just passing thoughts through your head. All right, I've read through quite a few confessions now and I just wanna say, I know how hard it is to confess things sometimes and when you don't and you leave it in bottled up, it can leave you feeling really alone. I've been there, I know that feeling and so that's why I'm so excited to say that this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's online therapy that assesses your needs and can match you with your licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. We all go through things in life. There's twists and turns, stress, changes, grief, growth. I'm personally a big advocate for therapy. I've experienced how great it can be firsthand and it was so helpful for me when I was going through a rough period in my life. Just knowing that someone is there to listen to you and help you is really comforting. I know the idea of therapy can be daunting and that's why I think BetterHelp is a great service that can be done in the comfort of your own space, which is obviously 10 out of 10. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions and log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. 
BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, and the service is available for clients worldwide. Show up for yourself and invest in your well-being. Visit betterhelp.com mind. That's better, H-E-L-P, and join over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. And of course, I have a special offer for on my mind listeners you can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash mind that's better h-e-l-p.com slash mind hi ava my story is this when i was maybe seven or eight years old i was at school camp where we were sleeping in this shared cabin with all the girls in my class it was in the middle of the night it was pitch black and i really needed to go to the toilet for a pee so i got up and looked for my torch torch what is this this is like camp camp okay I got up and looked for my torch, couldn't find it. I went to the door and tried to unlock it, but I couldn't unlock it or get out. It was so dark out and the place was new and I couldn't get out, so I... (laughs) So I had to pee on the floor. Oh. Then afterwards, still in the middle of the night, pitch black, I got my towel super quietly as I didn't want to wake up any of the other girls, mopped it up, and wrapped my wet PJ pants from my pee in a saturated towel and left it in my bag until I got home. It was very embarrassing. No one knows except my parents and my best friend. There's my story. That is the best thing I've heard all day. I don't think I've smiled so big in so long. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry if this was like traumatic for you, but that is the funniest thing I've heard. Isn't that a literal TikTok sound where she's like, piss on the flow, piss on the flow. I don't know. (laughs) I think I'm pretty sure it's a TikTok sound. You literally did that. Honestly, the fact that you were able to escape the situation without anyone finding out, you're kind of a queen for that. I used to work as an instructor for kids taekwondo classes. And one time I was in class with the kids and I really needed to fart. When I get stressed, I don't know why, but I fart a lot and the farts are rancid. She put rancid in all caps. So, okay, okay. Life was stressing me out today. So while we were playing a game, I let one out. Let me tell you, this was a whopper. It was the smelliest thing. I swear, the whole class almost stopped breathing. Every child was holding their nose saying, ew, who did that? And they were all trying to blame each other. Meanwhile, I was mortified, but obviously had to act like I thought some of the kids did it. So I remained mature. On the inside, I was sweating. Thank God no child suspected me as the culprit, but to this day, I still get nightmares. Thanks for sharing this traumatic story. Also convinced that Everyone has gone through this at some point and you are lying if this has never happened to you. Hi, Ava. I'm so, so glad you decided to go with your ambitions. The podcast is so good and so are you. Thank you. That is so sweet. Anyways, I will try to keep this short but detailed. I'm in a secret friends with benefits relationship. We are seniors in high school. Of course, it's consensual, but we are the best of friends that enjoy some, definitely not all the way, lol, of the physical aspects we can. We aren't ready for a relationship yet, and I know it's not the best course of action, but you're only young once. (gasps) First of all, you can do whatever your heart desires. Again, I am not here to judge. The only thing I will say is that I have seen this rela- this type of relationship unfold many times and one person always gets so attached and the other person does not and then it ends up messy. Or other times you both will end up in a relationship anyway. I don't know. This could either be the start of something great or it's going to end <laughs> with someone getting their feelings hurt. I'm just keeping it honest because you know I care about you. Like you said, you are only young ones. 
But also, I don't know, it depends how much of an emotionally attached person you are. Every time people say, no strings attached, someone always has strings. Someone always has some strings. A couple of weeks ago, I was really hungry after I got home from practice and I saw a cake in the fridge. It had no writing on it or anything and it was late at night and I had nothing else to eat, so I ate the whole cake. Little did I know the cake was supposed to be for my brother's first communion party with the whole family and everyone thought the dog ate it and got mad at my poor dog and I feel so bad and I still haven't told anyone until now. <gasps> Am I the first person you're telling about this? Well, thank you for sharing with the class and however many thousand people are listening to this, we all know your secret. You know what? The deed is done, but you definitely need to go give your dog some love and some extra attention right at this very moment because you place the blame on your dog. But I get it. I found out my boyfriend was cheating on me the whole time, but I never told him that was the reason I was breaking up with him. You know what? I respect that because you owe him no explanation. Leave a little mystery. Let him think about you and his mistake for the rest of his life. You honestly don't owe him an explanation because he did you dirty, so go you. Hi, Ava. My confession is kind of stupid, but it's funny. In second grade, a boy opened the door on me while I was using the class bathroom, even though I switched the sign to occupied since we weren't allowed to have locks on the door. So the next time I went to the bathroom, I tried to hold the door closed while peeing on the toilet and accidentally peed all over the floor. Then I spent 10 minutes cleaning it up with paper thin toilet paper and was in the bathroom for 20 minutes. I also got it on my favorite shoes and literally washed my shoe in the sink. I haven't told anybody, not even my best friend, sister or parents and i am now a sophomore in high school i love your podcast and i'm so proud of you you are such an inspiration to me i love you too that is kind of iconic from my junior year of high school to the beginning of my freshman year of college i dated this guy who lived in the town over from me after six months me and all my friends could tell he was toxic but i was too manipulated and scared to leave once I did leave the relationship, I was bored one night and wanted to get back at him in some way for hurting me. I was home alone and told him to come over and I hooked up with him. I told him to leave after and completely ghosted him. I've never told my friends or anyone else this. It was toxic of me and I've grown since then, but in the moment I felt like I got my power back. That's all. Love you. Girl, if that helped you get over a toxic man and take the power back into your own hands, you know we support you because we do not let toxic men have the final say you did congrats <laughs> hi ava i'm a huge fan of you here's a juicy confession story i was in seventh grade and there was a new girl at school no one liked her she annoyed everyone in our class she would constantly correct us and tell us what to do but worst of all she would talk to my crush all the time this new girl was allergic to latex oh no i'm scared to continue reading but here we go so one day, while she was changing into her PE clothes, I shoved latex gloves into her shoes and sent her into an allergic reaction. I have never felt worse in my life. Afterwards, we apologized and we are now really close friends. Wow. Okay, character growth. That would have been really bad if she got sent into an allergic reaction that was life-threatening. That would have been a very different scenario, but that's cool that you guys are friends now. Do you like joke about that or is it a touchy subject? Hey queen, this confession's a bit wild, so buckle up. Seriously, put on your seatbelt. Oh, now I'm intrigued. Let's keep reading. When I was a sophomore in high school, I had three boyfriends at once. <gasps> oh my gosh. <laughs> I have to keep reading this. Okay. I told all of them to keep it a secret under the premise that my parents were super strict and couldn't find out, but really I just didn't want any of them knowing about my other boyfriends. 
Each of the three boys had something different to offer. One had the looks, another was a football star. Oh, not the football players. Oh, no. I'm like... Oh no, now I'm having flashbacks to my high school days. Okay. And the other boy was so sweet and charming. I'm pretty picky when it comes to dating boys and I felt like no one was ever the full package. So that's how my sophomore self justified dating three boys all at once. I felt like a secret FBI agent having to hide each boy from the others, but somehow I pulled it off. I ended things with all three of them come junior year and to this day, none of them found out. I'm now a junior in college and only have one boyfriend who finally is the full package. (laughs) what wait i'm so sorry i know it's like obviously morally wrong to not tell someone if you're in a relationship with other people at the same time you're in a relationship with them and keep that a secret but i just kind of find this impressive how did you pull this off i personally think that having one boyfriend is a whole ass full-time job in itself my queen over here had three how how did you do this I'm not I'm not telling you to send a detailed instruction list, but like I am a little curious. That is quite the story. And the fact that she said, now I only have one boyfriend. I am screaming. Oh my gosh. Does your current boyfriend know about this? When you tell him about past relationships and tell him the timelines of this, is he putting two and two together to realize that three of your relationships are overlapping each other? Hmm. Now I'm curious. Hey, Ava, I'm so horrifyingly embarrassed of this, so please keep an open mind. Okay. When I was six or seven, I used to put... (laughs) I'm not laughing at you. Well, okay, let me just read this. When I was six or seven, I used to put peanut butter on my toes so our family dog could lick it off. This only happened a few times and no one ever found out. (laughs) Go apologize to your dog right now. Go apologize. Oh my gosh. I mean, I'm sure your dog liked the peanut butter, but not on the toes, queen. Oh my gosh. I mean, you were also only six or seven. You probably didn't realize what you were doing. You know, we all do weird shit as kids. Thanks for sharing, I guess. (laughs) Hello, Ava and listeners. I have a boy story confession for you. I was talking to a boy for a few weeks and things were starting to get serious. I've always had trust issues, so when he left his phone on to go grab something in the other room, I quickly snatched his phone and opened Snapchat to share his location with me. He returned and didn't suspect a thing. For the next three or four weeks, I would constantly fact check what he was telling me. For example, if he said he was at practice, I'd make sure his location matched. Things were all fine until one day he claimed he was at home, but his location was at the store. Me, being the detective that I am, literally hopped in my car and zoomed over to his location to scout it out. I waited in my car for about six minutes when I saw him exit the store with flowers in his hand. I ducked to make sure he wouldn't see me and got excited because I thought he was getting me flowers. Well, fast forward to the next day and I was fully expecting him to surprise me at school with these flowers. I was ready to put on an act about being surprised and everything. But then he showed up empty-handed. I was definitely confused but assumed maybe he wanted to give it to me outside of school or something. The entire day passed and no flowers. I started to get so angry because the flowers must have been for another girl. I called him up that night very upset and called him out on it. I told him how I'd been tracking his location to make sure he was never lying and how I saw him at the store walk out with flowers. The whole conversation he hardly said a word but after I was done yelling at him he says, the flowers were for my mom, it was her birthday, you're crazy, and then hung up. We never spoke again, and I think I really lost a good one. That's my confession of how my crazy side got the best of me. I definitely played myself. Oh my gosh, that was a journey to read. Okay, I definitely get the whole trust issues thing and being maybe like a little overly paranoid because, girl, I've been there. I don't know, I don't know. I mean, if it makes you feel better, I've heard crazier 
things that girls have done to their boyfriends. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Honestly, sometimes I don't want to go hang out with my friends. Some of them in the group make me feel really bad and it's just not enjoyable. I feel bad for not wanting to go, but sometimes I'd rather not deal with their negativity. You have every right to not want to go, especially if they bring your mood down. So don't feel bad. I think if anything, maybe look for friends with similar interests as you who uplift you because I have been in friend groups like that where the energy is just kind of not good and you don't feel like it does anything positive for you. So definitely I feel like you're making the right move. I know it's hard when you have FOMO of hanging out with your friends because it's weird. Even when friends aren't the best for us, we still want to be friends with them. And you might have a fear of missing out if you don't, even though when you do, you feel like shit. So I feel like you're making the right move here. Don't feel guilty. If anything, I think you're doing the right thing for yourself. Here's a good confession slash story time that broke my heart at the time, but now I laugh about it. Last summer, I went to my pool as I do every summer and there was a new guy working there that I had never seen before. I end up kind of paying attention to him because one, he's fine and two, he's new and nice. Well, I end up texting him that night, just like a general introduction text and we end up talking that whole night and then the next day, oh no, and the next day we start, I guess, officially flirting. Oh, I thought she was gonna say officially dating. I was like, wow, queen, you don't even know his name yet. Okay, well, I ask him how old he is and he says 16, I was 15 at the time, Anyways, months go on, the whole thing was awful. He was really rude and made me feel so bad about myself. But then I realized he often called me a child or told me I was being childish or things of that nature. I didn't really think too much about it at the time, but then one day I finally talked to him about wanting to go on an official date. We had only been hanging out while he was working at the pool and he proceeds to tell me that he will not take me on a date because he would never date me as I am too young for him. I tell him that him being 16 is not a big difference. Then he tells me, you know I'm turning 18 next month. And I was like, no, you told me you were 16 and he tries to gaslight me. I eventually pull up the screenshot and his story changed to him being 16 again. I'm so sorry, absolutely not. (laughs) Ew. At that point, I was so done, so I ended things. And it turns out he had a girlfriend the whole time. Anyways, moral of the story, I thought I knew him, but he lied to me about his age. Beware of people. Honestly, beware of men. We've gotta do some background checks. You know what? So many times they are not telling the whole truth. And first of all, the fact that he lied about being young because you were young is weird. And second of all, I hope his girlfriend found out because she is not dating a good guy. Ew, I'm honestly glad you got out of that because that is scary. So my ex who I was dating for five years and who I still talk to is moving away for six months. I am sad, of course, because we still talk and I'll miss seeing them, but part of me is glad. Like maybe this was supposed to happen in a way. Is the universe telling me to not get back with him? I feel like this is good that he's leaving, so maybe I can give this as the reason to not keep talking, but I'm still sad at the same time. He only knows that I'm sad, and I don't know if I should tell him that maybe this is a good thing. I think because you guys are exes, you don't really owe him that much of an explanation of your feelings, and if you feel like you need this time apart to really solidify breaking up, then I think that's okay to keep to yourself and kind of figure it out over the next few months. I think it could be really mind clearing for you to have him not be in your vicinity. That's also hard though, because you were dating for five years and I don't know what it's like to be with someone that long, but I ultimately think that you should do what's best for you. But yeah, that's definitely confusing. My boyfriend cheated on me a while back and I've been working on trying to forgive him, but I still battle with the thoughts of getting even and I think one day I maybe would. 
<gasps> no, there is a lot to unpack here. There's a lot I could say. And I obviously don't know the scope of your relationship. I don't know every single thing about it. So I can only say so much, but I just have to say, if a guy cheats on you, that shows such a lack of respect for your mind, for your heart, for your body. Honestly, if a guy does it once, he's going to do it again. And if you constantly forgive them and show them that it's okay to treat you like that, what's stopping them? I don't blame you for wanting to get even, but at the same time, I just feel like that creates such a toxic relationship and nothing good is going to come out of it. I mean, personally, if that happened to me, goodbye. Absolutely not. No, you are not getting a second chance. Sorry, that's not a quote unquote mistake. You don't accidentally cheat on someone. I hope you're doing okay with all of that. I know it's so hard when you're in love with someone and they cheat on you, but at the end of the day, you have to put yourself first and I'm sure you still love this person because let's face it, even when someone does you dirty, but you're in love with them, you still find a way to make excuses for them. But for this type of thing, I just feel like if you don't get out sooner than later, it's just going to escalate. And I don't know, it's not good to let people think that they can do those types of things to us. And it's hard. I know how hard it can be to stand up for yourself and close a chapter that you wish you didn't have to close. But future you will thank you. And one day you'll find someone who would never in a million years hurt you. Because in a relationship, you should be building each other up instead of tearing each other down. Hey, bestie, please don't judge me. Ooh, this is off to a very interesting start. We love when someone starts with, please do not judge me. I'm very interested now. Here we go. When I was 14, I was obsessed with Brooklyn and Bailey, like full-blown obsession. I had an Instagram fan page for them and would post on it all the time. It's still up because I don't know how to delete it. Anyway, I was so obsessed with Texas as a girlie from Canada dealing with rough winters and lots of cold. I spent a good amount of hours narrowing down where the McKnight family lived using info about them that was online. Then I literally searched Google Maps satellite for hours, <gasps> oh no, looking for their house. I knew what their pool looked like from above and eventually I found it. I was able to find their address, which allowed me to find the front of their house online. I was like 13 or 14 and super innocent, so I posted an edit with a picture of their house and then I fell asleep. When I woke up, I had a bunch of angry messages from other fans about invading their privacy. Brooklyn and Bailey had messaged me about it and I immediately took it down and posted an apology. If you find the account, you can see that their mom, Mindy, commented on my apology and was really sweet about it. They ended up moving houses a few months later, I think due to security reasons and needing a bigger house. I can't help but feeling partially responsible so many years later. At least they noticed me and it all ended up being okay. Anyways, love you and your podcast so, so much. This is an interesting one to read. I feel like I, uh, I don't know how this makes me feel because I have a fear of this. I have a fear of someone finding out where I live. So there's no judgment here because I'm sure this was a very innocent thing as a 14 year old. I'm sure your guilt about this has already made you feel bad enough and you've definitely learned your lesson. But to anyone listening to this, whether it's a celebrity or an influencer, they're all just people and they do not deserve to have their privacy invaded. But I promise to anyone who is a mega fan of any celebrity or influencer out there, there is always better ways to get noticed <laughs> rather than something like this. I don't know. Hi, Ava. Love the podcast. Here's my confession. There's a girl at my high school who's been so mean to me since middle school. She's always excluding me or putting me down. I've tried to just separate myself from her, but it's kind of hard because we're in the same friend group, so she's always around. Anyway, she's a vegan and she has been since she was born. One time, the whole friend group was all eating lunch together and I had pizza. I, I already know where this is going. Oh my goodness. 
It was delish, and so everyone wanted a bite. This was before COVID. I would never share food now. The pizza was the kind with meat below the cheese, so it was like hidden, and you couldn't tell the pizza had little bits of salami. So you can probably see where this is going. Yes, I can. (laughs) The mean girl was like, hey, can I have a bite? And I swear I legit forgot she was a vegetarian, so I told her sure, and she took the biggest bite. She said, yum, this is really good. No meat, right? And I freaked out and was just like, no So yeah, I feel really bad, but also karma, question mark? I'm not sure how to feel. Well, the way you're saying it makes it seem like it was an innocent mistake. I think my friends hate me, but I still stick with them because I would have no one else to turn to. I've literally seen a screenshot of my two friends talking bad about me behind my back, and I've done as much as I can to distance myself from them, but the class seating plan is not in my favor. I had five friends over last night. Two of them, different from the ones above, kept looking at me laughing and then went looking back at their phones. I think they were texting about me. I know that sounds far-fetched, but I really think they were. They were all at my house, so I couldn't leave, but I really wanted to. I honestly have done nothing wrong. I haven't hurt them in any way unless someone spread a rumor about me. The only realish friends I have are the fake girls. I don't know what to do. Jeez, I love venting. Love you, your YouTube, and your podcast. Thank you, and also... No. I know how hard it is to distance yourself from groups of friends when you feel like that's your only group of friends. You will be so much better in the long run if you can just get out now because I am so sorry, but that negative energy, no, you do not need to be around it. You don't want to be around people who talk shit about their friends. I think you should choose people who choose you and they're clearly showing signs that they do not value your friendship and you are someone who is worth being valued and you deserve to have good friends for a while it might be scary because once you're out of this friend group you might feel a little lonely and that's okay but imagine how worth it it'll feel to wait for the right group of friends so i don't know this is really hard because obviously we all want friends in our life i think you should look to yourself for friendship you can be your own friend i don't care if people think that's lame or that's lonely to be your own best friend it is not it is a power move and you should definitely distance yourself from people like that because there will be people who you become friends with who are the absolute best who lift you up and that's friends that are worth having even if you have to wait a little bit for those friends to come around because they will hey ava here's my confession this guy and i have had a friends with benefits thing for a year and a half and it's going great except now i think i might actually like him <gasps> did i not just talk about this in another confession there's oh it's always no strings attached until there's strings and I think my girl has strings. Let's keep reading. To make this confession spicier, I picked him up from his brother's wedding last night. He was hammered. In the car, he told me he loved me multiple times, which I know isn't true, and there's no way I'm telling him he told me this. And then later when we were dot, 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 well, you know, yeah, I I can put the dots. I can put two and two together to get four. Anyway, I was so tired, and for some godforsaken reason, I moaned out, my ex-boyfriend's name. Thank God that he was so hammered that he either didn't hear it or doesn't remember it. (laughs) It happens? Question mark. At least he doesn't remember. You kind of dodged a bullet. But also, back to the main point, I think you need to do something about this friends with benefits thing since you actually like him now. See, this always happens because once you start making that physical, if you know what I mean, connection with someone, The emotional one typically follows. 
Anyway, that was juicy. Thanks for sharing. Hi, Ava. Today, I want to tell you about a time I was upset at a teacher of mine. For some background info, she was kind of racist and would always talk down to a friend of mine. Keep in mind, we were in fourth grade at the time. One day, she picked my friend up by the shoulders and shook her out of frustration. I'm so sorry. Absolutely not. She then proceeded to ask me to fill up her water bottle at the drinking fountain outside because she was also lazy. I went out to fill her water and once it was filled, I had the urge to spit in it. I then closed the lips and shook it up. Once back in class, I whispered this to my friend and we watched her drink it. Was it a form of revenge in a moment of weakness? Absolutely. But little me would not tolerate anyone being nasty to my friends. This next confession really resonates with me. I had a crippling addiction to Justin Bieber as a child. You sent this to the right person or maybe the wrong person because I don't think that's a confession. I was proud to be addicted to Justin Bieber. Was it unhealthy? Maybe. But I turned out okay. Kind of. Okay, I'm going to end off with this one, and it is one simple sentence of a confession. I'm deeply in love with my neighbor, who is also my best friend's boyfriend. There's a lot of horror stories out there about a girl's best friend stealing her boyfriend, so you definitely don't want to be that person, but hey, thanks for admitting it live on the podcast, even though no one knows who you are, except I know who you are. I actually know who all these people are because I can see your names, but don't worry. I'm like, hee hee hee, your secret is safer than me. No, it really is. That is all the confessions I'm going to be reading today. Thank you to everyone who submitted a confession. I truly appreciate it. Again, if you want to participate in another episode like this in the future, we might have different topics to confess about. I don't know, but thank you for sharing your secrets with me. This was definitely a little bit of a different episode. I feel like usually, even though I've literally done only two episodes prior to this, they're usually based around some type of advice or like inspiring type of topic or just a topic that's on my mind. But honestly, doing a confession episode has been on my mind since the dawn of time. I've made my dreams come true with that. I hope you all enjoyed this video. I hope it brought you some laughter, some questionableness, because now you're like, Okay, literally every person I see in every single day of life has secrets. I wonder what theirs are. You know, you never know. Some people have some crazy secrets out there. That's what keeps life interesting, I guess. Make sure you tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. Episode four is going to be pretty killer. I'm super excited to share. But thanks for listening to this one. I will talk to you guys soon. And that was everything on my mind. Maybe not on my mind since I was reading your confessions. So thanks for sharing everything on your mind.